Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. In this week's episode, we'll be covering the topic of salary negotiations. Whether you are about to start a new job or looking to advance further in your career, learning about salary negotiations is something that is rarely discussed, yet something we should definitely consider doing at some point in our career. To help me discuss today's topic, I am joined with Shoshana, founder of The Fairy Job Mother, a fantastic platform that is designed to empower young people with the skills and mindset to stand out, get hired and progress in their career. Hello Shoshana, how are you doing? Hi Ola, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited to have you here with me. Um, Obviously, you have become a great friend of mine. Um, We've become even closer since we discovered we live literally 10 minutes away from each other. (laughs) The power of LinkedIn stalking. (laughs) Literally. You did concern me when you dropped that first message, but now I'm glad you did it. (laughs) So for those who don't know you, please feel free to introduce yourself. Yes, um, so I am Shoshana, founder of Fairy Job Mother, like you said, Ola, which is a platform to empower young people with the skills and mindset to stand out, get tired and progress in their career. Um, And obviously I do actually do Fairy Job Mother part time. Uh, So my full time job is I work in marketing at Intel and I've been there for nearly four years. Um, Grandma. (laughs) Shut up. Um, Prior to that. So I joined when I graduated. Um, Prior to that, I worked at a startup in my final year of uni where I managed the marketing for them. And then prior to that, I did a placement year. I've done a couple internships. Um, So basically at this point, I have about six and a half years of corporate experience. So I have done the whole salary negotiation thing a couple of times before. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. Very experienced, which is why I had to have you on to help me discuss today's topic. Um, Out of interest, what made you start the Fairy Job Mother? Um, Well, so the main thing that made me start Fairy Job Mother is because when I was at university and then even when I left university, I honestly found the career advice and guidance quite bad, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was at uni, um, you know, every university has their career service. So every time I went to mine, the advice they would give me was was always kind of super generic. Um, And then I also noticed that although the people that work in the career departments, they may have a qualification in career guidance, most of the time they never actually worked in the corporate world at all. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I honestly struggled with because I was kind of just like, you know, how how are you supposed to help me? You've never been in my position. You've never worked in these types of companies. What do you know? Um, So I really, you know, wanted to do something to kind of merge my, you know, learnings from my six years of corporate experience with the struggles I had during and post-university. Amazing. I love that. Thank you very much for sharing that. Honestly, I'm really excited for today's discussion because salary negotiations is something that is very new to me. And I also ran a poll online asking if you guys have ever negotiated your salary at work. And 78% of you answered no. Um, And obviously, like I mentioned, it's something that is completely new to me. So I'm not actually shocked by this figure at all, are you? No, I'm not. Um, I mean, when I was kind of doing a bit of prep for the podcast, I found a, a few cool and interesting figures as well. Mm-hmm. So there was a 
poll, um, a survey that was done by salary.com that revealed only 30% of people always negotiate their salaries. Interesting. Job, which is a very low amount. And then even worse, 44% of respondents claim to have never even brought the subject of a pay rise during performance reviews. Um, and then the third one is pretty mad. Um, so there was this professor I was reading about at Stanford, and she said that if you put a $100,000 salary um, and you're offered a $100,000 salary and say your co-worker negotiates to 107000 assuming that you are treated identically from then onwards with the same raises and promotions, the $100,000 person would have to work eight years longer to be as wealthy as the $107,000 at retirement, which I thought was so interesting and so crazy. So basically, salary negotiation matters, guys. Yeah, it does. It does. And obviously, like you mentioned, a huge amount of us aren't ever bringing up pay rises at work and you know for me it's not something I've ever done before um if you're listening I did a placement year at uni um and I'm currently in a job full-time at the moment but again it never really has occurred to me that that is something that goes on in the workplace but obviously despite such a huge percent of you guys saying that you've never negotiated your salary 76% of you stated that you would like to do so at least some point in the future um however I know a lot of you guys asked me how is that even possible to bring up a conversation like that at work so Shoshana, for those who would like to negotiate their salary sometime in the future, what is the best way to approach this kind of conversation? Well, I mean, hopefully my answer is not too long winded. Um, but I think the first thing I would say is don't leave that conversation till your end of year performance review to bring it up. Um, Just because a lot of the time, typically your employer has already decided on any kind of bonuses and benefits you're going to get next year um, around the time of your performance review. That's not to say that, you know, whatever you say can't change your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I think these things are building up a case over time and planting those seeds early on. So it's a conversation that needs to kind of happen you know as soon as possible um of course be up front with your manager um and of course you can which will go into like we'll go into more detail i think in the depth of the podcast but obviously you can bring in industry benchmarks and stuff like that um but it is very much in my opinion part of building a case and of course part of building that case involves you know a couple steps um so obviously you know you need to actually kind of deserve one and warrant one first Mm -hmm. um so i think the first step of how to kind of build that path is obviously you know get really clear on what is expected of you from your current job so what does your manager expect for you um in the next six to 12 months and how will you be measured against this um obviously once you know what's expected of you you need to start getting to grips with that so you know start delivering on your day job um bearing in mind delivering in your day job is the you know the bare minimum that yeah, is expected yeah. of you to be employed and get paid so of course you then need to go above that so once you've got the hang of your day job um of course start working and delivering projects that you know exceed your targets and show your impact um avoid focusing on like random projects that aren't you know strategic and going to help you Um, then I think a key next step actually is self-promotion. So you can be doing the best work in the world, but if no one knows about it, you're not going to get a pay rise and you're not going to be given more money. Um, So start self-promoting internally, telling people about all the fabulous work and results you're getting, schedule one-on-ones with your manager and teammates and tell them, um, find a method of self-promotion that works right for you and start practicing it. And then of course, um, you know, when you go into that 
salary talk you of course then have other people to back you up and other people that have you know seen the impact that you've had um and then finally of course once you've got the hang of your day job exceeded your targets worked on those projects let people know about it it's of course time to you know make you know make your case mm-hmm. um and in preparation for that final chat with your manager of course you need to come with you know, results of the work that you've achieved. So all of these cool things you've done, the targets you've exceeded. Um, of course, research is a good thing as well. Um, so which I know we'll touch on this later, Ola, but, you know, research on how your current salary compares to your level of experience and location. Um, and I think the main thing actually is arrive with a number as well. Most people go into it and they're just like, oh, I want a pay rise. Um, don't just say a raise. Mm-hmm. Give your manager a number to work towards. Because if you just say you want a raise, they could say, okay. Um, and then they'll come back with like a 1% to 2% raise, which is basically nothing after tax. Like it's honestly nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think those would probably be my top tips of how to actually go about it. No, amazing. And like you said, guys, it's really important that as much as obviously times have been quite challenging in the past year, a lot of us could really do with a pay rise. However, like Shoshana touched on, you have to have a case for it. Go above and beyond what you're currently doing at work. Self-promote, like Shoshana said as well. So Shoshana, those are great tips. Do you reckon it's harder now for us young adults or anyone in their career at the moment to negotiate salaries due to the current economic climate? Yeah, I think it's definitely a tricky question, Ola, and I definitely get where people you know concern is coming from um i think potentially is harder however as an employee you should know or or you should be aware or you can read in the news or do your own research on how well your company has actually done in the past year oh wow some companies have thrived due to covid Mm -hmm. they have some industries have thrived and they shouldn't use it as an excuse to simply not pay you more to say for example if it's a limited company you can find their annual accounts on company's house um because they're publicly available so yeah. you can see how well the company is actually doing um or you know if it's a company that's listed on the stock exchange then ultimately as well you can see how it's doing um so do your own research um of course if it's an industry that has been hit extremely badly by covid then and you know they're not doing well and they've had to lay people off then probably it's not a good idea to ask for pay rise or it's less likely um but yeah i feel like a lot of companies are probably just going to use COVID as an easy excuse or an easy way out, even though they probably may have profited or done well from it. So do your research and check. You know what? That was such an invaluable piece of information. And like you mentioned, actually, there probably are a lot of companies that are thriving as a result of this pandemic. Um, I actually read, interestingly enough, on LinkedIn the other day, I can't remember what companies they were, but they are actually in a position where they can hand back the furlough money that they were granted back to the government because they actually didn't need it in the end so yeah like Shoshana said guys please 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 do your research um obviously these are obviously big time companies that we're discussing that are probably listed on companies house have their um finances um publicly readily available um so yeah if, if this applies to you guys then definitely do your research and check it out I know a lot of companies at the moment may have a tighter budget or are not currently in a position where they can offer a higher salary at the moment due to the current economic climate what would be your advice to those who are told no because of this? Yeah, so for that, I would say, of course, you you know, you have a couple options. Um, so you can get creative. So if an employer can't meet you 100% of the way um, for the exact, you know, amount you're looking for, 
um, you know, can they meet you 50% of the way now mm-hmm. and maybe another 50% of the way in six months if you deliver on a specific project? Yeah. So, of course, if they've just said no, maybe is that no to a pay rise or no to the actual number you're looking for? You need to clarify that. Um, and then I think another you know, thing to remember is consider the whole package. Salary isn't everything. Mm-hmm. There are many other like monetary incentives that employers can offer you that are arguably equally as attractive as a salary increase. So for example, if you're joining a company, some, some companies offer a joining bonus. Um, some companies offer annual stock options. So maybe yeah. you could ask them to give you more of those um increase pension contributions which obviously over time that's pretty helpful for you in the long run um things like covering the cost of commuting um education costs if you did want to take a course or do a master's or whatever wellness costs some companies will cover the cost of you going to the gym um the list goes on um so i think just you know it's not consider the whole package get creative um and then ultimately you know if they really aren't budging then I would kind of ask myself you know do, do I really want to be there um because yeah. they clearly aren't valuing you and do you really want to be working somewhere where you're not valued and you're not paid what you're worth no that is really really insightful and I think a lot of us really overlook work benefits so at one point I worked for Nuffield as a lifeguard and I got so many health perks, got the free gym. I had loads of other discounts that I applied to my um, job role as well as my salary. So guys, like Shoshana said, really, really utilise and take advantage of other non-salary based perks because, you know, they may be in a situation where they won't be able to up your salary, but they may be able to afford other benefits and perks. And like Shoshana definitely mentioned, if they can up your pension contribution, that itself does go a long way. So yeah, thank you for that, Shoshana. Um, but interesting enough, I think it obviously does take a lot of courage to build up the confidence to bring up a conversation like this at work. But a lot of you have clearly done an amazing job as 63% of you have been successful in negotiating a higher salary. So that is clearly really good. But obviously, if I was currently in a position right now where I wanted to negotiate my salary, where would be the best place to conduct my research and find industry standard salaries? Um, so I think there's a couple of places. Um, so there's websites like Glassdoor where you can specifically look, you know, you can look at specific companies, but you can also look at, you know, pay scales for specific industries based on years of experience and location. Um, also most job sites actually like read or indeed mm. they have a similar pay they have a similar thing as well there's a website that I've seen called Payscale. Um, you could also actually look on LinkedIn and job sites just to see the salary that's being advertised for similar roles yeah. that you know companies are hiring for um, the one thing I would say is of course I would actually I wouldn't just stick to kind of one resources mm-hmm. stuff. I wouldn't just stick to Glassdoor like use a variety of sources rather than just relying on one so that you really can get an accurate accurate representation of the salary that you should be looking for um, and of course remember to take things into account like location so yeah. say for example if you I don't know type in marketing manager you're going to get lots of different salaries up you do need to filter that by location because someone that's in London is probably going to be earning a lot more than someone that's in Leeds yeah the um, things like that do matter but yeah I think ultimately um you know the websites that I've said um but make sure you're using a variety of sources rather than just one amazing well thank you for that I obviously have definitely underestimated the power of job websites such as read um LinkedIn is definitely one I should probably use a bit more of um other than posting like 
about myself I should actually look at industry standards and stuff so that's really insightful so thank you for sharing that and obviously as well as conducting research I know you mentioned previously that it's important to show employees that you're worth a higher salary and how is the best way to go about this because I'm sure in some cases you may be restricted to be able to do a certain extra project or something like that so how can we actually show employers our worth? Yeah, um, I, I ultimately think through results. Um, mm-hmm. So like I said, throughout the year, you should be actively asserting yourself or yeah. getting involved with key projects or even just being strategic about the projects you get involved with um, and not getting involved with those things that are just to take up time. Um, and throughout the year, you want to be building up a you know bank of results that you can talk about and you can share um, and build it. And, that would be part of building that case up over time. Um, so, you know, regularly document your wins, um, gain visibility in your wider team. Like I said before, make sure other people know about the good work you're doing because those are the people that are going to back you up, right? Yeah. If you ask your manager for a pay rise and he's not sure, probably the first thing he's going to do is he's going to ask your colleagues and your peers for feedback on how you've performed and how you've helped them and all those things. Um, so other people can help out and have your back. So gain that internal visibility as well. Um, And I think ultimately, if you are delivering great results, a company won't want to risk losing you. Yeah, so true. So as long as you can, you know, like I said, keep a record of results. um, I think that's definitely key. And if you have strong results, sometimes industry benchmarks aren't even necessary. Right. Um, Because say you are being paid. You're, you say you are being paid your worth, but you, you still want more. That's completely understandable. Yeah. You don't only ask for a pay rise when you're being underpaid. <laughs> no, of course. So results are definitely key. Amazing. Well, thank you for that. Um, as I'm sure you are aware, many of us are at very different stages of our careers. So obviously it can be quite hard to pinpoint when the perfect time is to negotiate our salary. When do you actually think it is a good time to negotiate our salary? Yeah, Ola, good question. Um, so maybe I'll touch upon the first point first in terms of what part of what you know what time what part of your career is a good time to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Any time, as soon as possible. Of course, there are um, you know exceptions. So, for example, if you're a graduate and you've recently been offered a job on a graduate scheme where they hire you know fifty to sixty graduates all at once, you're all doing the same job. There is a standard base salary, and I'm not too sure on whether there's much movement on that yeah. however if you're a graduate and you've been offered an entry-level graduate role which isn't a scheme then you can of course um negotiate that um whether you're an established person that's a few years into your career you can still negotiate um in terms of i guess once you've started a new job when is the right time to negotiate um i mean obviously if you start a new job you do want to wait a little bit of time till you can actually prove yourself so i would say at least maybe six months um, in that time, you should have been able to prove yourself yeah. and generate some results that you can use. Um, but yeah, I think as soon as possible would be my answer. Uh, and I would also just add, um, if you're a woman listening to this, please negotiate. Um, I was doing some additional research um, and I found a crazy, crazy figure. Um, there was this, there's an author, I don't know if you guys have read her book, um, Linda Babcock, and she has a book called Women Don't Ask. And she did a study Um, around salaries that men and women MBAs were getting and she found there was a 7.6% difference in their salaries. Doesn't surprise me. And I guess in general most of the blame for the difference is usually placed on organizations and institutional sexism and stuff like that 
Um, and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, um, but in this book, she goes into a bit of detail as to maybe there's something more. So one of the questions she actually asked people is, when you get a job offer, did you attempt to negotiate? And she found that only 7% of women attempted to negotiate, whilst 57% of men did. Wow. So of those people who negotiated, they were able to increase their salary by over 7%. So here from this, you can see that if women and men negotiated in similar proportions, that 7.6 percentage yeah. would be cut dramatically. Um, so, yeah, if you're a woman, then please negotiate. Now, and that's a really, really important um, subject that you touched on there um, with obviously the gender pay gap. And someone actually mentioned it to me as well the other day. Like, If you don't ask, you don't get. So women, men, anyone that is listening to this podcast at the moment, if you are really, really set on, you know, um, getting paid your worth or wanting to increase that salary please please ask I mean the worst thing they can do is say no but you'll still be in that job so yeah I definitely think it's really important to at least ask and you actually never know what the outcome is going to be so yeah like Shoshana said as long as you've got a case ask and yeah maybe you'll reap the benefit I also know that a lot of you are currently seeking new employment opportunities with many of you currently going through the recruitment process right now. Um, Shoshana, for those currently going through the recruitment process, at what stage of the recruitment process would you recommend negotiating a salary? Um, so of course, well, maybe not of course, um, but usually typically when you would negotiate a salary is when you are presented with a job offer. Okay. So once you've been through the interview process and a company has decided that they would like to proceed with you, they typically, you know, will phone you up and let you know. Um, they will either, um, you know, tell you the offer, which includes salary benefits, all that. They'll tell you over the phone or they will send it to you later on. Um, and at that point, once you've seen that salary, that is a point where um, you should begin negotiating. What most people don't know is employers actually expect you to negotiate. Really? So by, not nego <laughs> yeah. so by negotiating, you're actually, by not doing it, you're setting yourself short. With that said, um, I do want to say that personally, I do think it's important to actually start your job search with a salary in mind. Okay because um, then it makes the whole process a lot easier yeah uh, so before beginning your job search of course you can research you know the average salary in your industry based on experience like we said before mm -hmm. and you can actually develop a salary range from that and from that range you'll be able to determine like the lowest amount you'd be willing to accept which is usually the lowest number on that scale um because sometimes during the interview process particularly at the beginning employers can ask you questions about what is your expected salary right and they'll either ask that on like an initial application form or they could ask you that in an interview if it's done in like the application form if there's an option to leave it i usually do but obviously if you're asked verbally it's a bit more awkward and the best way to ask that is to give them that range rather than okay. a specific number this range gives you more leverage for mm -hmm. negotiation later on because say for example if they ask you and you say okay i'm looking for something in the range of 25 to you know 40,000 pounds um you know is a range there's lots of room for negotiation there whereas if your answer is i'm looking for 25k and you get the job offer and they offer you exactly 25k it makes negotiation a bit more awkward as you said you know that was the amount you're looking for right whereas if you give them a range there's more room for them <laughs> so that would be my tip as well i'm actually learning so much and hopefully you guys that are listening are learning a lot too because so much of this I actually never knew, which is why I'm glad I actually have you here because I'm literally making my own notes here as well. But say an employer agrees on a set salary, for example, um, what steps do you recommend taking if they don't actually manage to meet your salary expectations? 
Yeah, um, so I think probably echoing what I said before, um, so seeing if there's ways that you can get creative. Um, so maybe if they can't offer you the full amount that you'd like now, um, can it be written into your contract that they will then, you know, upon completion or upon delivery of specific targets, they'll, they can, you know, increase your salary by this percentage mm. gradually or after a year if you agree on these. Um, and I think another thing, kind of echoing what I said before, consider the whole package. Yeah. Usually employers offer you so many other things. Want, like your base salary is just one thing. Um, and if, you know, the company is right, the company is amazing, the other benefits are good and it's just a salary which is slightly lower than your expectations, then, you know, I mean, it's up to you, but I would probably go for it. Um, for example, the company that I work for, Intel, when I joined, they gave me quite a large a starting bonus. Um and they also gave me a large amount of shares, which I then gain more each year based yeah. on my performance. Um, I've been there for four years now. I have quite a lot of shares. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of shares I have now are worth more than, you know, my annual salary was when I first started wow. that's just after four years. And then, of course, those are accruing and gaining money over time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, consider the whole package, basically. Wow. Honestly, I'm actually so taken aback because, like I mentioned, I just didn't know any of this. So, guys, I hope you're sat there with your notepad and pen taking in all these gems and driplets of information because they are honestly so good. And obviously, Shoshana, to round up today's episode, from everything we discussed today, what would be your top three salary negotiation tips? Yeah, so hopefully I don't sound like a broken record. (laughs) Um, But I think my first main tip is absolutely do your research. You need to research the industry average for your role and experience. You need to have an understanding as to what is actually acceptable. You need to develop that range. You need to be able to compare the salary that you've been offered in a job offer or what you're currently earning. Use websites like Glassdoor for this. My second one would, of course, be to provide evidence. Mm -hmm. Um, You're up a case whether that be asking for a pay rise at a company you're already at or negotiating a salary after a job offer you always need to provide evidence can't just ask for a higher salary you need to make them believe that you're worth a higher salary yeah um, so reference previous impact and results you've had skills and experience you've gained or that you can bring to the role um, and then finally like what i just said um consider the whole deal don't get too fixated on salary um, think about you know other opportunities um, think about post-covid say you're being offered a job now which you know now you're working at home however probably in the next three months you may be having to get the tube in mm-hmm. if they can't offer your base salary now can they maybe cover your commuting costs yeah. or pay for a rail card for you things like that are going to save you thousands of pounds in the long run um, so yeah consider the whole deal would be my third top tip no thank you for those top three tips and I think adding to that and just referencing what you mentioned earlier as well I think it's really important to be realistic um, I think like you mentioned to have that range but at the same time obviously once you've conducted research be realistic please don't go to an employer and be like I want 70k when really people in that company they're probably doing more than you probably a way maybe half of that so I think guys if you are planning on negotiating your salary be um, realistic and also um, just be open to their kind of like response and you know like I mentioned earlier you know the worst they can say is no and so please don't be disheartened if they do say no again carry on rebuilding that case Um, and hopefully if you ever do go up for a negotiation question going forwards then fingers crossed there actually might be a change of heart and they may be able to rethink that decision so yeah 
Well, thank you so much, Shoshana, for joining me today. This topic was honestly such an interesting and insightful topic to discuss, as obviously it's not something I've personally experienced myself um, and something I've rarely touched upon on all things money. So it was great to have you here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And if you guys are interested in, you know, learning more about what I do or seeing more salary negotiation tips, um, you can follow me on The Fairy Job Mother on Instagram. Amazing. Well, thank you very much, Ashana, And thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Ola. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week.